Good morning, everyone. This is Vibrant Vernacular. I'm Patches. Shawan. It's Azalee. <laughs> so it looks like we're in a new month. It is March, uh, finally. Spring should be approaching shortly. Hopefully that'll kill some of this cold weather that we're Woo-hoo! experiencing here. Um, and it's Women's History Month. Yay. Yes. <laughs> How do you guys feel about that? It's a celebration all around the world. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm definitely happy about it. Um, just I feel like you know how we always go back and talk about people from the you know history that's very important. But this year, I feel like I, I'm celebrating me, you know, along with all the other women. You know, like I don't feel detached. Like usually it's like we're looking at people who paved the way and it's like we are paving the way in our own in our own way. We are this time. So I just acknowledge myself a lot more during this month. Fancy. That's pretty cool. I don't do anything for women's history month. <laughs> um I honestly never even thought about it until Azalea made it a a thing or whoever brought it to my attention. I would have never known. Um, that there was a month dedicated to women's history at all. Um, the only one I know of is Black History Month, so that's about it for me, other than, yeah, that's it, and then the holidays. So never really uh, took it into consideration uh, for the most part. Um, I was looking it up just so I can have, uh, like, what the theme is, because I didn't even know that they do themes for women hi- Women's History Month as well. And they said the theme for 2021 is to extend, I guess, the theme from last year, which is valiant women of the vote refusing to be silenced. So it's pretty neat. Never thought about it. It actually led me to do more research, which is pretty cool. So as normal, let's start with gratitude. What are we thankful for, ladies? Um, I'm definitely thankful for um, the way things are progressing I would say I'm as you guys know I'm a master's level student in social work so I am learning about all the things that I need to know to move forward in my career so I'm just thankful for definitely opportunities um, insight being able to take on leadership uh, a lot more leadership roles just I'm thankful for how things are progressing in my life good job um, I would say, um, y'all know that this is like my year of kind of like inner peace and working on myself. So I kind of want to say, like, I've just been doing a good job about that. Really been like meditating, um, and taking care of myself. I'm big on self-care anyway, so mm-hmm. I've kind of upped it. <laughs> um, but in general, just really trying to do, I guess what some people are calling like shadow work to make myself more well-rounded um it's bringing some stuff out that you know I'm still not comfortable with but I mean that's the whole point of growth so exactly yeah that's the scary part of growth I would say super scary yes well I would say I'm thankful for just ideas and concepts like just thinking outside of the box I've been kind of This year and last year financially has been a better year for me. So just trying to capitalize on any information, knowledge, 
whatever it has to do with, you know, just around finances. So just learning more and working on working on making money work for me versus, you know, just being so reactive to situations when it comes to finances. So just working in that space, just trying to get better at understanding uh, certain things on money and financial wellness. So. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, so, <clears throat> go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm finished. Oh, so today's topic, uh, I guess, I don't know how to say in honors of Women's History Month, but um, so I saw an article, like, I don't know, a couple of months ago, and it was talking about the rapper The Game and about how supposedly he had impregnated a 15-year-old from the UK. Flew her here. Um, Supposedly he knew exactly how old she was. Um, He didn't believe her. She showed him the proof, but he still kind of flew her over here and um, got her pregnant for the most part. So that kind of sparked me to think about a lot of Black celebrities, not just him that seem to choose, I can't even say younger women because these are not even, you know, age-wise women. But it just got me to think about just the age gap with a lot of not just Black males, but just in general males specifically and how, of course, they're choosing younger and younger women. And it just kind of, I don't know, I just don't understand what may be the driving factor behind that. And I just wanted to know how you guys felt about that. Oh, wow. I've got a lot to say. <laughs> I feel, um, I, I guess this, this brings up so much of what we've been talking about for years. And it's like the, in my mind, it goes back to, well, the, first of all, it's wrong for the guy to do this. He's older, he knows better. And then I look at it from the the female's point of view. And it's like, if you have a man approaching you, pursuing you, first of all, he has the money. He has the quote unquote prestige or power. And if I grew up without my father, that makes me more inclined to oblige him, you know, like really accept whatever he's throwing out or offering me because Nine times out of 10, it's better than what I got right now. It's my opportunity to come all the way up. But I feel that for him, first of all, it's like a power thing. You know, the part Mm -hmm. that disgusts me the most is the fact that you have a daughter. You have a, a daughter whom you cherish very much. If your daughter was, you know, pursued by an older man, you would have, first of all, you would have him dead. You know what I'm saying? You would want to take him out as soon as possible. But I feel like, when men do that, when they prey on younger women or their victims, you know, let's call it what it is. She's a victim, even though she may be living the life. I just feel that it's wrong. I mean, no matter how mm-hmm. you look at it, it's wrong. And it's something that should not happen. And it's like, damn, could you not find somebody within your age range that you felt was suitable? Or it's just, I think it's a whole power thing. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I think it's um, more so like power and control. Because at that younger age, I mean, they're not jaded. They're not, you know, everything is new. Everything's exciting, you know. So, and 
older gentleman is not I mean what what do they have in common I guess that let me start there like what is there to have in common with someone younger clearly mm-hmm. you're you know pursuing this younger person for like Shawan said control purposes like you know hey I want you to do this I want you to come here I want you to go here kind of like just a trophy so to speak like come with me be here do this it is what it is I just don't understand like what you guys have in common with such an age gap um and then I don't I don't know I'm curious to get a guy's perspective in general on what the big disconnect is well it's not my daughter but it's still somebody like your daughter so yeah it may not be your biological child but it's still within like your child's age group (laughs) so I don't understand like where the disconnect comes in that it's okay if it's not my daughter but if it is my daughter all hell is gonna break loose it kind of just ain't nobody stopping him there's nobody to tell him you can't do this there's nobody standing in his way so he's free to roam that's what it looks like it's just weird I don't know it's a whole mental there's a mental disconnect with that like I, I don't know I don't know I think it's um I remember being in high school and I remember a female that I was very familiar with and not just one, but uh, several females that were in my age group, me and Shawan's age group that were dating 20 year olds. And we were like 15, 16 at the time. So on the the female end, I think like what Shawan said, like the perspective of the power, the prestige, the looking for the dad, you know, would make us more of the prey, you know, and I I look at them as predators, you know, so I could see that being a prey and predator situation. And with, as far as what you said, Azalea, I think that's a a good point too. Like, what do you have in common? I can't see it being a trophy situation because of the embarrassment that follows it. You wouldn't have known about the game situation unless I told you. So it's not something that they're willing to discuss or talk mm-hmm. about so there has to be some shame there you would think mm-hmm. um because it's not well, something that's openly, yeah that's exactly thing. it's not mm-hmm. something that's openly discussed mm-hmm. um and it's just like it's crazy because i was trying to do some research this morning just so we can so i can have like a a, a conversation just in general and i was thinking about r kelly and i, mm-hmm. I just googled just randomly um black male celebrities accused of having sex with younger girls right teenage girls I think that's what my search was and I looked up and it was just showing like a lot of random stuff so I couldn't really find what I was looking for but one of the websites I saw it was talking about are y'all familiar with Lawrence Taylor back in the day when we were younger he was a football player have y'all that's ever the heard of him? The, ch- the shoes the um yeah I think I think I don't remember but I know he was from here though Okay. And I know he had like a lot of drug issues. Like he was really on drugs, was really bad, you know, not saying that that's an excuse. So, but just hear me out. So when I read the article, it was saying how he paid a 16 year old girl $300 to have sex with him. He pled guilty to the offense and had to register as a low class sex offender. I remember Lawrence Taylor. 
and mm. never remember this even being an issue or something that I recall, not saying <laughs> that it wasn't, but that I recall being made public information. And the fact that he even pled guilty was just kind of like, that's not something they normally do, you know, when it comes mm. to those types of situations. So just like y'all, what is the allure about it? Like, it has mm. to be a control issue. It has to be a power issue. But it also has to be a shameful issue if you don't want to discuss it. Well, I, well, I, oh, y'all got me opening up today. Well, you know, <laughs> a lot of people may not know, but um, I think for me, I, I don't see it as a lure only in when I was younger. Well, my parents died at an early age. So I was kind of doing my own thing for a while, <laughs> for many years. And I did end up dating men who were significantly older than me. The allure for me was the financial aspect and it was more so like protection, you know, like mm, in, yeah. in, in those Norfolk streets was no joke. Norfolk, Virginia was no joke. So for me, it's like, if I align myself with the right people, nobody's gonna mess with me. I'm gonna be okay. So I think I was 16 or 17 and my boyfriend was definitely in the streets selling drugs doing whatever and he was like 26 or 29 I mean my family opposed it but at the same time my family was receiving like the the fruits of my labor the benefits that came along with everything that was going on was that my family you know the money trickled down I would say that so when you talked about the R. Kelly situation, I, I can't, part of me can't even watch that because I think when you said, what is the allure? The allure was the money, you know? And in, in each of those situations, those girls came from backgrounds where they did not have a father, where they were poor. And mm -hmm. R. Kelly flashing money, giving them the, the things that they needed and they did not have, it influenced their behavior. So the allure was the money, <laughs> the money, the mm -hmm. fact that I had two jobs, but I still had his money coming in. If I needed a ride somewhere, my cousins, they, they didn't fool with me on no other level, but they associated with me because we were going to a certain place and they knew that money was, you know, when they arrived, they would be paid for their time, for giving me a ride there or whatever they did. My grandmother did not approve. She knew about it. She did not approve, but she was also receiving money every now and then a little something was placed in her hands and there was no, there was no discussion about what I was doing or why I was doing it or that I should not be doing those things. So I feel it was, it was a money thing in my, my family, in my life. It was all about the money. Mm -hmm. I was saying the allure for that guy because oh, like dude. even, yeah. So <laughs> just, I wasn't even thinking about that, but I agree with the allure mm -hmm. for the female. I yeah. can honestly say like, just thinking about R. Kelly and me, like Shawan and Azalea, we all kind of grew up from the same background. We didn't have a dad, you know? And how cool is it as a 15, 16 year old to be attractive or attracted or have a older man being attracted to you? You know what I'm saying? And yeah. you're like, whoa, I, my boyfriend's 20. You know, yeah. that's a bragging thing mm -hmm. for you, you know, yeah. at that point. And to know that somebody that older, that prestige, or that distinguished finds you attractive. When you are a female, you grow up without your dad. That's one thing that is is very paramount is the feeling attractive. Like your dad reinforces that in you. 
oh, look at my pretty little girl. You know, those things yeah. help you to when you get older, you're not going to be as uh, enamored by someone calling you beautiful, calling you attractive, because you already know that. Your dad has already instilled that within you. You know, so when it comes to like R. Kelly, I could see myself being his victim. I could see that. If I saw R. Kelly at McDonald's, where they say he hung out <laughs> at, in Chicago, outside of my high, my high school, I could see myself potentially being the victim in that situation because of those background factors. Um, but I know, I don't know how many of y'all, I mean, I know, Ashley, you're a little bit younger than me, but not that far. But if any of y'all saw the tape of R. Kelly in The Little Girl. Yeah, I did. Oh, Lord. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you did. Okay. So, Shawan, did you see it? Yes. Look, I'm like, do okay. I have to admit right. that? Yes. I'm not, embarrassed to, I'm not embarrassed to admit it because at the time, everybody wanted yeah. to see it to see it was if him. that was a young and girl. And it was him. So, yeah, yeah. and him. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So, when you saw the footage of that young girl, you knew she was 15. You knew she was underage just by her body configuration. Yeah, yeah. So like even like when we say the allure, like how can you look at that? Not saying that that it was horrible and you know, I'm just saying when you look at that and you look at a woman's body, like what part of that would make you feel as though that that would be a good thing to do? You know what I'm saying? So like it has to be some type of messed up mentality for this, these men to see these young girls and like I've seen my daughter at 15 was already bam bam boom you know <laughs> but that girl wasn't yeah. she didn't have an adult woman's body now yeah. her movements were maybe adult women movements but her body wasn't like an adult woman's body so like what was it going on in your head to make you think that that was okay so I wonder you know, if it's... Try to comp- oh, sorry. Go ahead, Sean. No, go ahead. Um, I haven't heard from you. No. Ahead, <laughs> I was just saying that just all of this is making me think. I wonder if it's the opposite for guys. So you know how we kind of talk about lack of relationship with our father and them being there. I wonder if there's a mom issue. Because, I mean, that's very real with people, mm. too. Because a no lot more. of the times, yeah. there's not mothers, but there's grandmothers. So that's a whole different perspective mm-hmm. and usually a generational gap. So as a grandmother, sure. depending on mm-hmm. how old she is, she's kind of letting you do whatever because she doesn't have the yeah. physical capability to kind of keep chasing after you or the mental capacity. She's kind of raised her kids. She's going to do the bare minimum to make sure, you know, you're safe, give you the pros and cons of what you should be doing, try to keep you out of jail, try to keep you off the pole. But in essence, ah. there's still that there's still that disconnect of your mom and you kind of seeing how a woman should present herself. There's value in some of the conversations mm. that you should be having with your mother to kind of know how to, you know, treat a woman, respect a woman. It, not to say that your grandma can't do it, but there's always there's always a a longing, I guess I should say, and kind of a gap. And when you don't have that you know, you have, and I don't know how to, I guess, explain it. Yeah, Make exactly. It like, 
it's it's a disconnect there. So I think a lot of the times we scream daddy issues and we can blame the woman. Well, didn't she know better? You know, well, she probably don't have no dad. But sometimes there's not a great mother-son relationship. And that is the same. This is kind of the result of that, how it is for these women. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's an interesting thing to kind of look into to sometimes check these guys' backgrounds because we're quick to throw the woman yeah. out there and say, oh, she don't have no daddy. Look at how she presented herself. Oh, okay, this makes sense. But what is his, you know, mm-hmm. upbringing? Like, yes, he's got the fame. He's got the power. Yeah. But what happened along that way? He heard yeah. it on the inside. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's an excellent, excellent point. And it I is. love that because, you know, I look at me and my three sons and my oldest is 20 now. And one of the things he used to say is, it's your fault for making me care about people's feelings. You know, like <laughs> he doesn't want to do certain things or say certain things because he cares about how it will be received, you know, by the other person. In particular, it's like looking for a, a, a suitable mate. It's like, well, the girls only want the bad guys, you know, or they only want the ones. It's like, because I'm nice, you know, I'm overlooked. And, and we do that all the time, you know. <laughs> Go for the bad guy or the one who treats you crazy, talk to you crazy, end up falling in love. The good guy who treats you right constantly gets overlooked. Well, 90, mm-hmm. 90 some percent of the time they get overlooked. So it's like, dang, if you do have that good relationship, you, you know how not to treat a female because you've had that wonderful relationship with your mom. It does impact things, you know, and it all, I think it does go back to power. It's a, a power thing. So I never even, yeah, looked at it from that perspective. Yeah, there's something that that the man is missing, and I guess they feel like it's easier to, you know, if you deal with somebody younger, that it's it's almost accepted. And in culture, it seems like it's accepted. It is. So it's, mm-hmm. it's really difficult. I, I think I agree. I feel like with um, and I think also with women, like if there were. I'm not saying if, because there are situations where women are mm-hmm. the predators. I mean, we we know that, but it's very it's very rarely talked about and very rarely publicized. Um, so you won't know that it exists, even though you know it exists. You know. Mm. So, and I agree, Azalea. I know that there are mommy issues there. Like I have family members that haven't done what these guys have done. But I can see the effects of my aunts not being there in their sons' and daughters' lives. And I know that it could cause just as much hurt and pain. And hurt people hurt people. So, and how would you know, like, not not giving R. Kelly an excuse, not giving the game an excuse, because they're grown-ass men and they know, like, at the time when they were choosing these younger girls, they knew these girls were younger girls. So I'm not giving them an excuse. But if they don't have an OG or someone around them that to, to kind of have those conversations about what you should and what you shouldn't do, they have people around them that are feeding that mm-hmm. appetite because mm-hmm. they are benefiting from the situation, kind of like what you said, Shawan. Like they're feeding the beast because yeah. they know if the beast is fed, they will get fed. So yeah. they're not going to be the person to say, hey, this don't look right, man. Why would you want your legacy to be tarnished because you do something like this, knowing that it's it's not cool? And the fact that you have women after your concerts waiting for you in the hotel rooms, waiting for you outside the venue, 
and you choose to go to McDonald's and take their kids. Yeah, one of their kids. You know, like some of that stuff is just to me the the mental act. You have to have some type of mental issue if that's the route that you choose. When women are like literally throwing themselves on you, and will give it to you for free, but that's what you choose not to to take advantage of. So like, and even with the I think the most kind of disturbing thing about R. Kelly is the fact that he's a repeat offender, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to the game, I think the most disheartening thing is like the point that you were bringing up. If this is in fact a thing, which I read a couple of articles and it does look like it is a thing that happened. Um, you have a child and R. Kelly had children too, but you have a child and you're the person that like, is on TV and from what I heard he has a clubhouse where he talks about relationships and stuff like who in the world like why would you feel as though that would be your place it's a lot of sick people out here though knowing that like... this is something you've done <laughs> you know and that's 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 exactly the point Ugh. I'm getting at Azalea well, yeah, like, like it, it, I don't know not in this perspective but I know people that kind of preach about you know what they should be doing relationship wise and what you should be doing as like a parent and your ass is far from what you're talking about so it's (laughs) mind-boggling that you live in two separate worlds it's It's scary to be honest that you can compartmentalize your brain like that like well this is what I'm gonna preach to the masses how but it you? doesn't apply to me. Like, yeah. very scary. <laughs> very. <laughs> Some people make that look so easy. And I know, like, um, I do this with you guys. And I also have something that I do each morning where it's like this, like, prayer thing, you know. And I'm like, I have to be on there every morning. There are people who are depending on me to be there to talk to them. It's kind of like the social work mm-hmm. type thing. But I mm-hmm. always, one thing that I always say is, there's no way I can get up, you know, first of all, it's early in the morning. I can't get up and not be in the right frame of mind or I can't live my life mm. one way. I can't live my life totally different than get on there each morning and, you know, consult people and give them advice and all this stuff. If I'm not living my best life or doing everything mm-hmm. to the best of my ability, like being honest, yes. you know, on a daily basis treating people the right way everywhere, you know, strangers, stuff like that. I think it all matters. So for anybody that's able to compartmentalize or just disconnect from one issue and then be a a thousand percent on another issue, that's, that's just fake. And I can't stand people who do that. Like be one way all the time, be the same. You know, I just, it's a disorder. It has to be like, Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm just scared of those people. <laughs> it's like, I don't know who you are. And that's not a good thing at all. Yeah, you never know. Who My thing get. is, this had to be. Hello. It couldn't have been a one off, if that makes sense to me. Like, to oh, y'all. Wait. Passion, yeah, you went completely out. Yeah, sorry, you guys. Yeah, said this has to be a, a one-off. Like, this has to be something that's wired incorrectly. And I'm not saying incorrectly, like, making it seem like it's something. Well, it is something wrong with you. If you felt like this, first of all, I don't see, like, the compartmentalized, 
compartmentalizing aspect of it, this had to be something that was in you that you wanted to do. It's not a compartmentalizing thing. You know what I'm saying? Because you had to make the decision like so like okay with the game story from what I'm hearing he met the girl in the club right she was in an 18 and over club right so she was already lying about her age right Mm -hmm. when he found out how old she was he still flew her to Florida you get what I'm saying so this is not this was an intention and an action. It couldn't have, I, I guess for me, I struggle with the word compartmentalization aspect of it because I don't feel like he compartmentalized it. I feel like it was something that he felt would never come out in the public. That's what it is. He made it yeah, separate. But how do you separate? Like, it had to be something like a thread in your head. That's <laughs> like, I gotta <laughs> do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, gotta do this like I, I just I don't know it's like gotta that. be separate because uh, like kind of how our initial point you don't want your daughter this happening to your daughter but it's okay. okay that I'm banging people that are my daughter's yeah. age like I got you I get it, it but it's just so like it's hard for me but I guess because I can't do it like I can't separate that at, like I can't put certain aspects that I feel as though are not great things that I do and put them somewhere here and portray myself as something else. Is that what compartmentalization yeah, is? Yeah. That's like me saying yes. that. Yeah. Okay. I, I just don't understand that term because I just can't I just can't see how you could do it. Like I have a conscience. Like, yeah. don't, bring it up. don't be out here uh, snapping selfies at every pit stop, at every little rest stop. Like just going about your business and pretend it never happened. But when you're in the moment, it's, I guess it's everything he thought it would be, or I don't Maybe know. Maybe that's why I'm such again, a, the I harbor onto things that people do to me because I can't compartmentalize it. Maybe that's it. Maybe I need to learn that skill. No, it's not a skill to I'm learn. saying. It is a Maybe disorder. I need to. Like, <laughs> like it, it, no. If you hurt me, I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going to hold on to that hurt for a while versus me saying, okay, I'm going to compartmentalize this today and I'm going to put this like on the back. I I just. No, because then that's when people blow up. That's part of the problem. Like now you're Mm -hmm. battling yourself because you don't know who you are. Like some crazy insane. You're not addressing it. You're not addressing the issues that. So, yeah, I just think that you know as we're mm-hmm. wrapping it up to the women's history theme we need to, <laughs> what do you I mean how do we stop this from happening in the future I guess if it's like what do you do as a woman moving forward it's up to us to teach our sons yeah. the right way to do things to um I guess set the right examples for them or even if you're not setting the right examples, people know right. <laughs> That's from my problem. You know, How so do you to prevent even it when this grown ass man that. knew that the girl was 15 or knew that the girl was 16? Like, it's nothing I can do. Or, I mean, of course, I told my tell my children. I mean, hey, you don't mess with a younger girl if you're grown ass man. But like, I don't know what preventative measures you can take. You know what I'm saying? When you can't control somebody's actions. So if somebody wants to do what they want to do, they're going to do it. 
You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's kind of weird. Gross. Definitely. And our daughter, our children, period. You know, to it, that helps you know, spending time with them, having conversations, even though it's some of those rough, tough, uncomfortable conversations, they still have to happen. I mean, I feel me being that girl, yeah. it was because I, my, my mother and father were dead. You know, the people who were next in line to rear me and, and make sure I came up right. The, the vibe I got was that nobody had time for me or nobody wanted nothing to do with me. You know, it wasn't my fault that my parents died and I was in this whole world mm-hmm. by myself. But I I know as the victim, I flocked to people who showed me love, you know, people who made sure I was all right. So I think if, if you know, if your parents are, if you are a parent, you are alive, you have children being in their lives, you know, staying on top of things, knowing what they're doing who they're talking to on the internet, on the phone, you know, on the, I don't know. It's so much that it, it, it does fall a lot on yeah. the parents to be more aware. Agree. And that's, I, if I had thought about it that way, do. I would have said something so eloquent as what you said, but I didn't even <laughs> think about it that way. I was just like, this is some gross stuff. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. But so I just say, you know, we, we are making history right now. The choices and the decisions mm-hmm. that we make, the stuff we put out for people to listen to, you know, all of that plays into, you know, a lot of it could be the music, the culture, the stuff they're seeing, everything that the the, uh, the man and the, the female are exposed to, it plays into their own decision making. And it's like some personal yeah, demons, some personal stuff that has to be worked out as well. So, my two cents. I don't know. People just nasty and crazy. For- so... <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, yeah. you know what I would be curious to that we'll never hear is the conversation that he has with his younger children about what happened because you have to explain mm-hmm. that like this is now your sibling so you have to explain yeah. that and I'm just curious how that conversation goes but we'll never know I am too and what did he say to his daughter Callie mm-hmm. say anything yeah it's like yeah I would Love to be a fly on the wall. Definitely. <laughs> really. The world will never know. Hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, uh, okay. Apparently, the wife That's is so safe. True. Okay. Yeah, but apparently. She too old. old. Yeah. She, yeah. Too old. yeah. she can't, it ain't going to work yeah. out for her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Was that your food for thought? Yeah, like- it's just my final thought. Like, I mean, I don't know. We The thing is, we're always talking about this. It's just breaking generational curses. We got to do yep. things different than the past. Else we're just going to repeat it. So, like, exactly. you got to, I don't know. You got you to gotta be better and do better. It's hard. It takes work. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, what doesn't when you want a positive result? So, still hide yeah, your kids. Agreed. Yep, definitely. Hide them kids. I just think, okay, let's let's rewind my food for thought. I just think that what you guys said is just absolutely correct. I think awareness and self-reflection and just understanding where things come from. And I know it took me years, took me to be, you know, this level of age and understanding um, to start understanding why certain behaviors that I have done in the past and sometimes during the future were affected by a lot of childhood experiences, 
you know, whether they were good, bad, and different, you know, it affects you. And just do the work, you know, to not necessarily correct it, understand it, and make it a better situation for you. Because certain things, some things may not be correctable, for lack of better terms. But once you can understand where something comes from, it makes it easier to handle, deal with, and do the work that needed to make it a better situation for you, all in all. Yes, in, in social work, there's something called adverse childhood experiences. So it's really like a, you know, a flashback to hear you talk about that because that, that does shape our behavior, that shapes our thoughts, you know, and, and especially for people who did not have the greatest childhood that will creep up and creep into your um, reality at some point. And if it's not properly addressed, yeah, we do have situations like R. Kelly, the gang, and the long list of other people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it does go back to your childhood. Um, so, a to kind of add on that really quick, so the book that Pasha's talked about, The Trust, there's a line in there that kind of, um, yes, and it's by, I don't know how to pronounce is it Ilyana, y'all? Ilyana. Okay, yeah. So there's a line in there that stood out to me, and it said, When it's about the first section about trusting yourself, when your transition from dependency to independency isn't smooth, then that's when you tend to run into Mm -hmm. not trusting yourself and making crazy decisions because you did not have Mm -hmm. a smooth transition, in essence, from childhood to adulthood. And I think if, again, like yep. we kind of already discussed, if you look at people's upbringing up until where they are now, that can answer a lot of questions. <laughs> so definitely. I thought that, that was nice. very interesting. Definitely. And that has stuck with me. That book is I awesome. love how you do that anyway. again, girl. <laughs> that book is awesome. <laughs> I do need to reread it. It is awesome. But yes, agreed. Amen. So like y'all said, when you know better, you do better. It's time to, it's 2021. It's time to do better. Like period. That's the end of the story. It's time to do better. So, and I think it's, um, you know how they say, when you see something, say something. I think (laughs) that can be, you know, annoying for some people when you see something that ain't right and you say something about it, it's like, you know, then you become under a microscope all of a sudden because you pointed it out. But Right is right and wrong is wrong. So it's time to, to deal with those things. All right. So you guys have yep. a great week. We'll be back hopefully in the next two weeks with another episode, yeah. Celebration of Black uh, Women's History Month. Enjoy you guys. Bye, guys. Bye, y'all.